Welcome to the Church Matters Podcast, where we talk about topics related to the church in a way that honors the church. Thank you for joining the discussion. All right. Phil, thank you for joining me on the Church Matters Podcast. Uh, Let's just jump right in. So I'd love for you to tell our listeners a little bit about your background. What what were you up to? many years ago and kind of that process of leading you to our church? Well, way back when uh, I was an attorney, I practiced law in Beloit uh, for seven years. And then I felt called uh, to go back to school. So I got my master's of divinity from Trinity Evangelical Divinity School in Deerfield, Illinois. Uh, And then I was an associate pastor in Beloit for a few years. And then when our the senior pastor uh, at that church uh, decided he was moving to Texas. I realized that um, preaching uh, was not necessarily uh, my gifting. And so I was not um, feeling like God was leading me to step into that role. It was also in 2008, you know, the economy was uh, kind of taking a downturn. And so I knew the church might, um, you know, Need to not have an associate pastor like, like I was in. So I stepped aside so that the church could, um, you know, decide what they wanted to do as far as a senior pastor and whether or not they wanted to have the associate pastor position. And then I didn't know what uh, God was going to do with me at that point. Um, I ended up taking a part-time job as we were sorting through that at the uh, Hedberg Public Library in Janesville, and uh, just kind of kept moving into different roles and God. Kept me there. I'm now the adult uh, programmer at, at the library. And in the midst of that, I still, uh, theology was very important to me. God had called me um, to study. And so at different points, I've, um, you know, for a while I had an, uh, you know, an online uh, website where I was, uh, you know, writing different theological articles and things like that. I, tried to put those writings together into a theological devotional kind of month by month takes you through a different theological topic. Um, And beyond that, just, just try to, you know, deepen my theological understanding as best I can in the role that God has me in now. Hmm. Yeah. And I met you kind of in the midst of that. I I would believe that if we're looking at that timeline, it was probably when you were, uh, at the library, but writing that theological journal. I feel like that's when we first connected, if I remember correctly. Well, I think actually it probably goes back a little bit before that. Um, Were you we still had, at the church? Yeah, the, we had a student that um, kind of split his time between the churches, and you were working with him in a youth ministry. I was working him at, uh, with him in a um, more a college-age group, and so at different points, we'd run into each other as we were meeting with him at different coffee shops and stuff like that. But yeah, that, that was more in passing than I think. Uh, so we were sort of aware of each other <laughs> at yeah. that point. So kind of after I had gone to the library, then kind of different uh, across continued to pass. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I guess, so we, we met, and then as you're writing those theological articles, you and I met together a couple times we we uh, had a like-mindedness and uh, I would lean on you for feedback for sermons and things like that and so that was kind of fun that was a good time so um 
you know, you've, you've got a passion for theology, obviously, um, an online theological journal, a devotional theology book that we've used in some leadership training stuff. Um, so given the current situation that we're in, um, how important do you think theology is for people? Well, um, it might not come as any surprise, but I think it's important at all times. But it, it, in a time like this where, you know, everybody has a lot of questions, um, you know, I think theology is uh, especially important to put, put things in context. Um, who God is and what we can expect him to be doing in our lives, um, you know, it's, it's just, I think, for our, uh, our faith, it's, it, it's important to have that that foundation uh, because it sets our expectations for um, you know just what we can be looking for God to be doing in the time of this. Yeah. So, well, let's back up even a step further. What, when we say theology, what do we mean by that? Well, I think in its broadest sense, it's just uh, study of God. What, what do we think about God um, in the Christian context? Obviously that um, is going to bring in, um, you know, s- specific things about the Christian faith, but, um, you know, at, at its bedrock, it's just what do we believe about God, especially uh, who he is and kind of what he's done for us and what he is going to do for us today and in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's really important when we're talking about theology, uh, you and I both care deeply about it. And it is the study of God. And there might be some listeners out there who think, you know what, I just read my Bible and, you know, that's what I go with. And when we talk about it, we're, we're suggesting not only that you're reading your Bible, which is obviously an essential part of doing theology, but we're also talking about thinking about God and, and coming to some conclusions, really, you know, being able to clarify what is God like? And, and being able to kind of put some handles on that, some doctrines around that, some, you know, classifications of here's what, having read and studied the Bible, here's what we would say God is like. And so we want to make sure that people who are tuning in understand that. We're, we're saying that you can read the Bible in a way that, um, that gives you get greater clarity of what God is doing. Now, in a moment like this with COVID-19, I'm fearful of theologies that are unhelpful. Uh, I'm, I'm curious of, you know, your, your thoughts on this. If somebody doesn't have a sound theology, what are some of the th- troubles that they could get into in a season like this? Well, I suppose, you know, you, you could get in trouble in a number of different ways. You know, one, um, perhaps extreme way, but if, if you think, okay, uh, I'm a Christian, I put my faith in Christ, and so I know God is with me, I have the Holy Spirit, and so, you know, nothing can really harm me. So I don't have to take any precautions. Um, I can just live life as it normally was. Uh, you know, that could cause some problems because I just don't think that's the way God works. Um, you know, in a situation like this where, you know, there are health concerns, if you disregard those, you're kind of 
um, being presumptuous. You're, you're putting God in the spot where he's got to uh, save you from the various risks you're putting yourself into. And, you know, uh, you know, if you look at uh, in the Gospels where Jesus is being tempted and Satan says, you know, here, you know, jump off, have the angels come and save you. Um, Jesus says, you know, no, we're not to put God to the test. You know, and if we do the same thing because we think we have the Holy Spirit or, you know, that God is somehow um, going to save us from everything that we might throw ourselves into, I mean, that's problematic. Um, or if we just think, well, God wouldn't want me to suffer. He loves me. So why would he, you know, cause me to lose my job? Or why would he, you know, if we don't understand that Jesus himself suffered and that we're called to follow him, um, and that means that suffering plays a different role in life of a Christian, if we don't understand that, we may ha have our faith shaken if we go through a difficult time. So those are at least two ways I can imagine that, um, you know, if our understanding of God and how he works in our lives is off kilter, how that, that might um, cause some problems. And I'm sure there are others as well. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, we're, we're talking about this, realizing if you don't really understand the God who is, if you misunderstand him, you're actually positioning yourself to make this a harder experience, you know, and, you know, positively put, I guess we could say that we both believe theology is very practical, that it's something that in a moment like this, or really, you know, obviously COVID-19 is unique in um, just the, the fact that it is a global crisis and it's something that, you know, we'll probably never experience something exactly like this in our lifetime. You know, and the last thing that I think was similar to an event like this was maybe the Spanish flu over a hundred years ago. And so we're, we're saying, um, you know, there are all kinds of different experiences that are traumatic. And if you have a sound theology, it really can help you. It can help you to navigate this in a way that's uh, going to be very, very beneficial for you. So we, we, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that it kind of goes back to what you were saying in terms of somebody who says, well, I, I read my Bible. Um, and obviously, what we have in God's Word is the foundation for uh, the theological principles that we put together. But much of what we go through in life is not specifically described. You know, nothing in the Bible says, here's what you need to do when you go to the grocery store to protect yourself or whether you should care about that or what to do, you know, exactly when you lose your job. So we have to put the pieces together. We have to put the various strands of teaching on different topics together to help us understand how God wants us to live our lives in different situations, because there are so many different situations that we go through. So I think that's why um, the more that we do that, the more that we're in the Bible, but the more that we're trying to, put the pieces together? How does what we read this morning relate to what we heard on Sunday? And how does that relate to what we read last week? Putting those various strands together help us to build up a bigger um, picture of who God is, how he interacts with our lives, and um, how he wants us to respond in different situations. Sure. Well, let's go there then, okay? So we've probably got listeners. Who are hearing us talk about it and they're saying, 
what do I do? You know, like I, how do I grow in my theological understanding of God? Because I don't know what, how to achieve what you're talking about. I just have a Bible and I pray and I ask God to speak to me through it. But, you know, what are some practical steps that we could tell people to be doing right now? I think one of the biggest things for that I don't do as often as I should, but I think when I do it is the most helpful for me. Is as so starting on Sunday, you're listening to to the message, um, making note of what God is teaching you. Like specifically, what do you feel like He is telling you? You need to do. What is he highlighting for you? What changes in your life or in your, your character is he, is, is he highlighting? And then I know for me, it tends to be that the thing, if, if I keep that in mind, if I, you know, if you have a daily devotional, that theme is going to find a way of popping up in what you're reading. Also in your life, the things that you're experiencing. So, you know, if, um, maybe you were preaching a sermon on being gentle. I might come across that. I might be reading Bible passages that are talking about gentleness. Maybe I see it in, in, in the Gospels and Jesus, or maybe specific commands being uh, put out. Um, but then I might notice that I'm having opportunities in my life, whether it's in your marriage or at work, other family members, other friends, that God has given you an opportunity. To, to be gentle with them or pointing out the Holy Spirit kind of whispering, Hey, you know, you weren't uh, really all that gentle with that person and kind of, so if you do that, make those sort of connections between what you're reading on a daily basis, but also what you're hearing on Sunday and trying to thread that together, you're, you're going to start to put together um, different biblical pieces. And so when you're doing that, you're doing theology, even though you might not realize that that is what theology is, putting those various strands together. Yeah. And I'm <clears throat> oh, glad. Well, I was just going to say, that's incredibly practical. You know, you're taking, you know, for somebody right now who's having to watch a sermon online and you're, you're basically suggesting pay attention, you know, because God is going to speak to you and that's going to give you opportunities to really put into practice some of the things that you're learning. Um, obviously, that puts a lot of pressure on me and other pastors who are trying to preach. There's a responsibility on us to teach accurately and to teach sound theology from the pulpit. Um, I guess I would add to that as well. Uh, God has gifted the church with theologians people who have given themselves to the study of doctrines, the study of the things of God and have been able to put these things together in a way that is accessible for, you know, the rest of us. And, and I would encourage people to, to use that, you know, individuals like you who have written on it and written in a way that is uh, accessible to an ordinary person and just trying to learn from, from others as well. Um, one of the things that has profoundly shaped my theology, um, just when I was thinking about, when you were talking about it and I was thinking through what are some of the things that I do, uh, reading through the Bible on a yearly basis. You know, I, I've found that to be incredibly um, helpful in the building up of my theological understanding. 
there were a handful of years where I would take notes in the margins of a one-year Bible. And I would, you know, make little notes about what I thought about God's character or how he was, you know, doing something in that particular situation. And then I'd come back around the next year and I'd actually have to make revisions because I'd realize, oh, I had it wrong here. But it was that process of uh, interacting with the word over and over again where God was refining in me uh, a better and better understanding of who he is. At least that's the hope uh, that that's, you know, how, how the process was working. But I think, yeah, doing what you're suggesting of paying attention to how God's speaking to you uh, through listening to sermons and then making a habit of reading the Bible, maybe systematically even. Is there anything else that you'd want to add to that? Well, I just would second your uh, recognition of the practice of doing working through a yearly Bible plan. If that seems too ambitious, I know that there are, I mean, because, you know, a lot of people are busy. And so sometimes that can seem like a huge commitment to, to try to work through the Bible in one year. There are other plans that will take you through in um, shorter chunks. So you, know, you might work through in two years, something like that. But one of the advantages of that is then you're exposing yourself to all of what the Bible says. So that is you're putting those pieces together. You're getting more pieces to the puzzle, so to speak, so that you can get a more accurate picture um, of who God is, who you are, and kind of what the church is and how he wants us to be interacting with one another. Um, you get more of those pieces when you work through, as you say, systematically on some plan. Um, and, you know, again, that can be seem like a big commitment, but I think it pays real dividends, especially if you are paying attention to what God is doing to give you opportunities, put the things that you're learning into practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And really, I think both of us would agree where people get themselves in a lot of trouble and kind of get off track is when they find something in the Bible, but they don't find its complement. And so there's an over or under emphasis on something. And um, that leads to faulty conclusions. It leads to a false understanding of God. Uh, one of the talking points that I have in my notes is is the importance of a theology of suffering. And, you know, as I've mentioned over and over again, I feel like that's such an important piece for the American church to begin to learn. And especially given this cultural moment with COVID-19, it feels tremendously significant. Um, and, and it, you know, you've, you brought up an illustration a little bit ago. Uh, just about how somebody might have a faulty view of God that would omit them from going through pain or suffering. And the truth is, if you're reading your Bible, it's all over in the Bible that followers of God suffer in different ways. And so we want to help people to have a theology of suffering. What do, what do you think some of the benefits would be if people had a, a, a pretty beastie theology of suffering right now? Well, I think. Uh, to a large extent, I think we would grow uh, more spiritually. You know, I, you know, much of what we consider suffering in here in the United States, I, I, I'm not sure it is. You know, I, I think about my situation right now um, in the midst of COVID-19, 
I'm working from home. I'm out of my routine. Um, you know, so I go more uptight, a little bit more frustrated with things. Um, but you know, am I suffering? Um, depending on what time of day you ask me in the midst of some of that, I'd say, yeah, of course. And in one sense we are, but, uh, how we respond to that, I think in, in large part is determined by, you know, what we're pursuing in life. Are we pursuing comfort, things like that, to the extent we are that I don't know that we are, um, becoming like Christ. Um, you know, and I, and I think it, it has to do with what we consider good, the, the good that we're seeking. I think of uh, my wife Jenny's uh, cousin, who at the age of 50, decided he wanted to be an Iron So he started doing Ironman triathlons at 50. Um, that was a few years ago. I'm 50 now, or going to be 50 this summer, not quite, but I'm yeah. getting there. And I can't imagine wanting to do an Ironman triathlon. I wouldn't want to run a marathon, much less do that the end of like a hundred, hundred some mile bike and a couple miles swim. Uh, just imagining the agony that they go through, not just in the event itself, but the training. Mm -hmm. I can't see any good reason to want to go through that. Yet he does. It's very important to him. He, he sees some benefit into that. And I think that's important. What I take away from that is a lot of what we're willing to go through is dependent upon what we see, whether we see any good coming out of it. And for a lot of us, the things that we go through, we forget as Christians that what God may want to be doing with that, um, the way he might want to be reminding us of how certain things aren't all that important. They, they don't, they don't bear the weight that we think that they do. And, uh, and you know, do we consider spiritual growth becoming like Christ um, as particularly important? So I, I think that's where a the theology of suffering can come in because it can reorient our understanding of what we're going through. Maybe what we're going through isn't really much suffering at all. Maybe it's just getting our priorities actually in line. But then when we go through more intense times, um, it can cause us to realize maybe God wants to do something more with that. It can cause us to look to him to see what he is going to do so that our faith is strengthened. And if he were to choose not to do anything, not to step in and sort of miraculously save us from whatever it is that we're going through, whatever particular time of trials we're going through, to use it to cause us to focus on more eternal things, our ultimate goal uh, of when Christ returns and, and we go into eternity. Uh, with God. Uh, all of those things, a proper understanding of suffering and where God is and all that, can I think just put it in context and help us to reevaluate what's going on. Yeah. It's a long-winded way of uh, describing it, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, and I think you're right. You know, we what we typically go through uh, doesn't compare. I remember being on a couple different short-term mission trips and seeing the global church and the degree of suffering in other places where persecution was a reality and poverty was such a threat to their existence, their daily existence. And I think, man, we've got a long ways to go. And the American church and American culture in general, I think is so obsessed with 
comfort and safety. And so having that proper understanding of a theology of suffering, like you said, it raises our awareness to the actually significant things. And so I think that theology is very, very important. And I hope that our church is doing a good job of serving our people and helping them to build that theology. I hope that we've done some preventative work leading up to a moment like this so that it's not like we're trying to onboard this real quick. Like, hey, guys, this is going to get hard. Let's get ready as quick as we can. Um, I hope that we're serving them well. And, and I'm glad you're a part of our church and a part of this effort. And um, I'm grateful for your ministry. Yeah. My pleasure. Well, thanks for tuning in today. Uh, we hope that you guys will come back and watch upcoming episodes. Uh, we hope that you find this very, very helpful. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening in. Please like and subscribe to this podcast in order to receive notifications for upcoming episodes. If you've benefited from listening, we'd appreciate you taking a moment to rate and review the podcast. We'd also love it if you shared this with a friend. Until next time, may the manifold wisdom of God be made known through the church.